Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, hello. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. So there's a rumor going around that Nintendo is currently working on uh, Zelda for smartphones. Uh, this is in the Wall Street Journal. It says that the um, the Nintendo plans to offer its game, The Legend of Zelda, for smartphones. People familiar with the matter said, the last step by the Kyoto company to expand its mobile games lineup. It's already released Mitomo, Fire Emblem Heroes, Super Mario Run... Uh, they've already said that we're going to be getting Animal Crossing this fiscal year, and the rumor is that the next game after Animal Crossing will be a Zelda game. Um, thus far, Nintendo has been working on these games with uh, Tokyo-based um, developer DNA. Uh, that's D-E-N-A, if you want to look them up. Um, nobody at Nintendo or DNA uh, commented about it, uh, as I'm sure that they they wouldn't do that anyway. So here's the real question. What kind of Zelda game would you want? Well, let's just assume that this is a true rumor. Okay. What kind of Zelda game would you want on your phone? I mean, that's the real question. Obviously, it's not going to be Breath of the Wild. It's got to be something that you can play with touchscreens. Okay, no no controllers needed. I think that's really important. I think the Nintendo has shown us that they can make something... Like, if you look at Super Mario Run, Nintendo has shown us that they can clearly make something that traditionally requires a controller, and they can make it really fun, even if it's just a, t- a simple tapping on the screen. They did a great job with Super Mario Run. So I, I tweeted out and I asked people in my Discord channel, which, by the way, you can get to at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Um, I said, what do you guys want from a Zelda game on iOS and Android? Atomic Brav uh, tweeted back. He said, a Zelda Go, kind of like Lara Croft Go, um, featuring classic Zelda items like the boomerang, lantern, bracelet, and bow would make for killer puzzle gameplay. I think that's really a great idea. Um, the the, the uh, Lara Croft Go games are just simple swipes. Not really difficult um, dexteritously. I don't know if that's a word. It is now. And it's all about the puzzle behind it. And I think that's a good idea. Uh, Beats Alive in Discord said that if it's going to be a premium $10 title, and we got to talk about what's their monetization model for this. And sorry if you hear thumps and bangs. It's my contractor working on the podcasting studio. Uh, he said, if uh, if it's going to be a premium $10 title, 
that I would want something along the lines of a top-down action RPG reminiscent of A Link Between Worlds, maybe with some upgrades and different skills. Now, I think that all depends on how you can control the game. I think that Nintendo has already figured out a a touch-based version of Zelda. We've all, well, we haven't all played it, but many people have, and that's Phantom Hourglass and the one with the train, which I can't remember. I can't remember it, Uh, but it doesn't matter. Um, Both of those games were touch-based games. Uh, Phantom Hourglass is has some really great puzzles in it, and uh, it's it's all based on touch. In fact, I almost think that one of their best moves would be to, to put it as a $10 title out for phones, just Phantom Hourglass, just straight up that game, just port it, you know? It, it's built for a taller screen because it was built for the DS, where it has the two screens on top of each other, that would really close that would be really easy to quote unquote emulate on a smartphone. And I'm not saying actually emulate it, but remake the game, update the graphics for high res screens because I mean that was really low res on the DS. Uh, update the graphics for high res screens and keep that same input and I think that you've got a winner there. Um so Beats Alive, I'm kind of with you on that and if it's going to be a premium $10 title, let's actually stop talking right there and let's just look at what monetization model do we want from this game, from this imaginary rumored game that Nintendo has not announced and it might not even be a real thing. Okay. So they've Nintendo's gone two main routes here. They've gone the route of a $10 premium title in Super Mario Run. Got horrible reviews, even though it was a really good game. Why did it get horrible reviews? Because of the way the review system works on uh, iTunes. So basically, um, they said you can play the first few levels for free, and if you want to unlock the rest, it's $10. The problem with that is that on iOS, if you download a game, you can review it. Now, because they made it so everybody could download it, that meant everybody could review it. And that means that everybody who was unhappy about that $10 price tag, when honestly $10 is very reasonable, I talked about this last time, everybody who was un- unhappy about that $10 price tag, they reviewed the price, not the game. And that really hurt the ratings of that game, which in turn probably led to fewer people downloading it. So what they should have done in that well, we'll talk about what they should do in a second. Then they the other way that they went is the free game, the gotcha game through Fire Emblem Heroes, where you've got collect collectibles with a random chance to get them, and you pay for currency, and then you take that currency and trade it for a, a chance at basically gambling. That's basically what it is. Um, that game was very highly reviewed, made a lot more money. And if I were Nintendo, and I'm not, but if I were Nintendo, I would replicate that business model or that monetization model for uh, this Zelda game. However, what would I personally want? What I would personally want is for them to make a free demo on the App Store uh, for Zelda. You can play 
one level of it. And then as a separate app, not in the same app, but as a separate app, you can then also buy the full game for, we'll say, $10. And the reason why you would want to do this, the reason why Nintendo would want to do this, is because it keeps it so that only the people who actually like the game have the ability to review it. It seems kind of slimy, but that's probably what would be best for them. Um, Allowing everybody to review it, whether they paid for it or not, that makes it so a lot of people would just go in there and give it a one-star review, and that that really hurts their reviews in the long run, which is bad for them. All right, so we've kind of gotten distracted talking about the monetization model. Let's go back to the different types of games. Uh, Super Nintendad tweeted, he said, maybe the Zelda mobile game can play like Infinity Blade, which if you don't know, Infinity Blade is this uh, action RPG, 3D action RPG, um, almost like behind the character, or was it first person? I can't remember, um, but it's not like top down. And the the game worked off swipes and uh, taps in order to fight like these big monsters. It had really, really great graphics. Uh, So have it play like Infinity Blade, but look like a Zelda game. Or he said like Zelda 2 specifically. Um, That's an interesting idea. I'm not sure if he means that it would be a 2D game or a 3D game. Snow in Discord says he'd love some sort of simplified RPG reminiscent of older Legend of Zelda games. Uh, the controls need to be done really well, though. And that's a that that's really a sticking point here. If you're going to make a game that is not just a match three RPG, you really got to nail the controls. Now, Nintendo has shown us that they have the ability to do that. Whether or not they'll pull it off again, that remains to be seen. Uh, Vaxer in the Discord also said a mini Zelda RPG for mobile would be really nice. Uh, and I agree. I, I think all of these are good ideas. My personal favorite, the one that I want, is I want um, Phantom Hourglass. I want to play Phantom Hourglass on a high-res screen. And I say that now, but what's really going to happen is I'll download it, and then I won't play it because I never play games on my phone. I never do, and I play them even less now that I have the Switch. I play the Switch all the time. So here's the real here's the here's a, another real question: Would you want whatever this game is, this touch only game for uh, iOS and Android? Would you also want that game ported to the console? Is that a, is that good for consumers? Is that bad for Nintendo? Because that kind of waters Nintendo's brand down. They can't really say, hey, look, you want to play this? You can get it on iOS or you can get it on the Switch. Because that that makes some customers, that puts confusion in the minds of some customers. Some customers are going to look at that and they're going to say, well, why do I need a Switch then if you're just going to make the games for the mobile? So I don't think that we would see the same game on both the Switch and the mobile. If we did, we'd already have Super Mario Run. Um, what do you guys think? I, I'm very interested to hear what you guys think about this rumored Zelda game. Do you, sorry, I almost choked. Um, do you think that we're actually going to be getting this rumored Zelda game 
Or is this just somebody's pipe dream? Let me know what you guys think. Speaking of rumors, um, there's another rumor that there's a Pokemon trading card game coming out for the Switch. Now, of all the Pokemon games, I find the trading card game to be the least interesting. I know that a lot of people really like the trading card game. My son loves it. I can't stand playing it. Hearthstone is so much better to me. I feel like there's a lot more strategy with Hearthstone. That being said, my son and I were driving down the road. We were listening to um, Nintendo Voice Chat. And they were talking about things coming to the Switch or, or, or something like that. And he reaches over and pauses the the thing as we were driving down the road. And he says, Dad, wouldn't it be cool if there was an Amiibo card game for um, for the Switch that had Pokemon cards? And, I, you know, we kind of talked about it for a little bit. And, you know, the positives would be that you could scan your card and then you could always have it and then put it away so it would always be in good shape, you know. Um one of the negatives, though, would be that what about all those people who have already collected a bunch of Pokemon cards? Like, they've got stacks and boxes of them all over the place. My son, he's got hundreds of them that he's collected over the years. What about those people? Like, those people are probably going to be not happy because those are not Amiibo cards. And he was like, oh, you could just trade them in. And I was like, well, Nintendo wouldn't do that because that would cost Nintendo money. What do you guys think about a trading card game for the Switch? Or take Amiibo cards out of it altogether, which I think would be a bad idea, too. Uh, just make a trading card game kind of like Hearthstone for the Switch, but it doesn't have any real cards in it. Just the just digital version. You know, that's another another way to look at it. I don't know that that's really a good way. I would personally, I would prefer that they just make Hearthstone. Come on, Blizzard, put Hearthstone on the switch. People, people want that. It it would sell really well or not sell, but you could, you could, um, it would make you a lot of money. I think. Would you guys want a trading, a Pokemon trading card game on the switch? I personally don't want it, but I wouldn't be unhappy if it showed up. I think that it has to be done just right, and it certainly has to be done better than the Game Boy version that um, I actually have on my DS. Um, there's a an uh, virtual console version of it on the 3DS. It's really bad. It's a bad game. Okay, so we got some rumors out of the way. Let's jump into things that are actually confirmed for the Switch. Um, first thing that's that, or not the first thing that's been confirmed, but the first thing today that's been confirmed for the switch is, uh, Lego Marvel superheroes Two. not a huge surprise. I mean, telltale seems to put their stuff on every console under the sun. So it's not a huge surprise that it's there, but it's more good news, especially if you're a, a person that likes the Lego games. I think that the pinnacle of the Lego games was with Lego Lord of the Rings. My my family had a blast playing through that. I haven't really enjoyed a Lego game in a long time. My son still plays them. He likes them a lot. My wife plays that with him. Uh, so it, it's one of those games where taking off the Joy-Cons and... Oh, gosh, I wonder. Okay, so 
Lego City Undercover. I, I I did forget about that. That's that's a fantastic Lego game, and if you haven't played it, you should. In fact, you should play it even if you don't like Lego games because it's that good. Um, that one requires two Joy Cons to play. So I think I don't know if you can play that with like two player where you you share the joy as Nintendo says, and you just pop off the Joy Cons and hand one to each person. I don't know if you can play like that. I'll have to ask my buddy because uh, he has it and plays it with his kid. I don't know if he has an extra controller or if you can use it with the uh, with just one Joy-Con. Um, traditionally, you haven't really needed a right stick for the LEGO games. So I'm wondering if LEGO Marvel Super Heroes 2 is going to require that or not. It would be best for the game on the Switch if it did not. That way, you know, every Switch has multiple has multiplayer built in automatically on that game. Uh, another game that was confirmed for the Switch is Use Your Words, and I'm really excited about this. I've already bought the game once. I'm going to buy it again because I want to have it on the Switch. And Use Your Words is a really fantastic party game. Um, party game, not like Mario Party, but like you can have like 10 players playing this game. And the way that it works is they, they have various games that you can play, and it'll switch them out. So let's say uh, you, you start up the game, it gives you a room code. Everybody in the room, and, and by the way, the game requires internet in order to work. But everybody in the room uh, will go to useyourwords.whatever the website is, I, I can't remember. Uh, and they'll type in the room code when they get there. And then they will join that game, and and they're typing it in on their smart device, on your computer, on your iPhone, on your Android phone, on whatever tablet you have, just some internet connected device. You you go to the website, you type in the code, and you join the game. And it's not a particularly uh, taxing game either. It's they're fairly simple. Now, what is the game like? Well, they've got a few different modes. I'm going to go over just one or two of them. Uh, the first one is called Sub the Title. And basically what they'll do is they'll show some a, a clip from a movie that is not in English and that would have subtitles, but they don't give you the subtitles. And then they ask everybody to put in the subtitles. So everybody types in their subtitles, it goes to the server, and then the game pulls that information back down and displays it on the big screen or if you're playing in, uh, in um, tabletop mode uh, on little screen. And then everybody gets to see what it is that they... I really don't think this game would work very well uh, on tabletop mode because you got to be able to see it. Everybody needs to be able to see it. Um, so you're watching it on the big screen and, and everybody can see the different things that people said. Uh, and it's all anonymous, so you don't know what anybody said uh, until after you vote. Uh, and th this can be very benign stuff to really, really raunchy, depending on the people that you are playing with. And I, it, you're guaranteed to get laughs when playing this game. So after it shows everybody's clips, then everybody votes. And here's the kicker. The game has built-in house answers that it will sometimes put in. And if you vote for that, then you got fooled and you will lose points. Um, so everybody's trying to get points by getting people to vote for theirs. And then you, you can say like, if, if they show a clip and you can't think of what you like something funny, you just say, put in a house answer. And so basically you are tricking other people into 
losing points by putting in an, in a house answer, but you also can't get as many points as you would if you came up with your own answer. It's a really cool mechanic. Um, another version of the same style of game, and they're all kind of the same, is called, I think it's called headlines. They'll just show you a picture and you have to come up with like a newspaper headline that would go along with that picture. Uh, it's really, really fun. And I highly recommend that if, that if you don't already have it, that you pick it up for the switch, um, playing it is a blast. And, uh, you know, next time that you've got a whole bunch of people over at your house, this is a really fun way to, uh, to play a game with lots of people. Uh, and even if you've got like more than, like, I think maybe is 10 might be the maximum amount of people that can play other people. Like, let's say you got 15, 20 people there. They can join as audience members and they get to vote on who's the funniest, uh, or what answers were the funniest and what answers were like the dirtiest, uh, things like that. Like you can vote for a, I thought this was hilarious. I thought this was offensive. Uh, and then at the end of the game, it's like, uh, Jimbo was the voted the funniest in no huge surprise. Jimbo was also voted as the dirtiest. Uh, so it, it's usually a lot of fun and I highly recommend you pick up, use your words. Uh, if you are interested in that kind of game. Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. Here's a weird glitch that's going on. Apparently this is happening to people who have downloaded Minecraft for the switch. The, the system is now taking screenshots at random times uh, without any input from the player. So uh, for those of you do that don't know, on the left cons or on the left Joy-Con, there is a square button with a circle in the middle of it. And that is the screenshot or the share button. You, you hit that and it takes a screenshot really quick. By the way, if it, here's a little pro tip for you. Use that in, in your games to take screenshots because... Your screenshots are sorted by game, and and then uh, you can use it as like a note, like uh, okay, I got to remember that. Um, the, okay, here's an example. I was playing Blaster Master uh, Zero recently, and I came upon a room where I, when I went in, uh, it was very very dark. I couldn't see anything, so I'm figuring, all right, later on I'm probably going to get a thing that will give me light, and once that happens, I'll be able to see in that room. So I took, I, I went outside, I opened up the map and I took a screenshot and then, uh, I, I labeled on that. I wrote, this is a dark room, uh, just so that when I find that light that should trigger in my head, Hey, why don't you go back to that spot and I can open up the map and find that spot again. Um, but anyway, that's completely beside the point. Uh, there's this, this new bug, uh, it, it showed up over the weekend and basically the, Consoles are just starting to take screenshots randomly. Um, so I don't know if it's happening, how fast it's happening, because I don't have Minecraft on my Switch. My son does, but I don't think he's experienced it yet. Um, I guess it also happened during an official preview live stream, which happened back in back in April. Um, and so it just takes screenshots on its own for some reason. Uh, I guess some people are saying that if you just do a hard reset, uh, hold that power button down for 10 seconds and then press it once more to turn the console back on, it fixes the issue. Um, no comments yet from Mojang or Mojang, I don't know how to say it, or the uh, port developer 4J or from Nintendo yet. Um, but 
I mean, it doesn't seem like a big deal. I don't think it's going to fill up your storage. Just if you are uh, experiencing this, you may be wondering why is there, you know, if you're anything like me, sometimes you take screenshots and you're like, what was I taking that screenshot for? And so you'll open up your screenshots folder and you'll look at a, you know, like there's a picture of a tree there and you're like, why was I taking a screenshot of this tree? seems like something important and you're going to waste a bunch of time thinking about it. Well, it wasn't you. It's not your fault. It has something to do with a bug in the game. So there's that. Well, everybody, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed, please let me know. You can just shout at me on Twitter uh, at runjumpstomp, like uh, the people at the beginning of the show did. You can use the hashtag AskSwitchCraft. Um, I check that before I record every time. You could send a or you can send an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Just use the subject line switchcraft and you can use the phone number two six zero run jump. That's two six zero seven eight six fifty eight sixty seven if you want to leave a voicemail, uh, which I would then play on the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, we've got a whole bunch of ways that you can do that, both free and ways that cost money. Uh, the free ways are going to iTunes and giving us a review. Uh, that really, really helps, and I would appreciate it if you did that. Um, you could also use my Amazon affiliate link, which I'll tell you how to get to in just a second. If you're looking to spend some money, uh, my wife makes dock socks for the Nintendo Switch, as well as zippered pouches with geek culture stuff on them. Uh, like She made me a cool Donkey Kong one. It just goes over the front of the dock uh, and makes it look a, lot, a little bit cooler. Um, and then the zippered pouches, they hold, uh, you know, whatever it is that you want to put in there. You want to throw all your games in there. That's fine. Um, I was able to fit a Nintendo NES classic in there just so you get an idea of how big it is. And if you want to check that out, you just go to etsy.com slash shop slash run jump stomp. Um, all of the different ways that you can support me can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next time. Bye bye. Can you believe I forgot about the Patreon? Go to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp and find out how you can make sure that there are more episodes of Switchcraft every single week. 